Welcome to the OFX Podcast. I'm Dave Claxton, and along with me is her who hath taken a hybrid hiatus, <laughs> Bethany McChesney. Wow. <laughs> you know the funny thing is, I just, I just did that one just before I came in here. I was like, ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I need that one on a shirt, but I don't like the hiatus part. <laughs> I don't think we can afford to put all of that on a shirt. <laughs> too many letters so you were hiatus you were missing so we were at rx1 this weekend you were not there you were missed yeah trying not to race when i have niggles and how is the niggle coming along it's coming along fine now yeah i just i i just can't race too often right now with as i'm coming back into things so just kind of spreading them out a little bit, which is fine. But I definitely had FOMO this weekend with RX1 and you guys all racing. Do you know it, it, So, I mean, we're going to talk a lot about RX1 in a minute. And we have a guest later on, too. So, um, But just because you brought something up, we all race too much. <laughs> People in OCR and hybrid racing tend to race a lot. Yeah, like, what would... So, if you were to, like, if, if you were to... You're coaching a client. They're like, how many races should I do this year? Uh, and let's just say they have two A races, right? Which a lot of people do. A lot of people say they have more, but let's just yeah. say two A races, which is reasonable. Mm -hmm. How many, how many other times should they race? Um, it's, it's tough to say too, when, um, if you're talking like racing and going to the well, like once every four or five weeks would be like the most I would really say for most people. Um, sometimes, sometimes people are younger and they recover a lot faster. It can be a little bit different, but when we're talking a season that's 11 months long, um, you can't really race every weekend. Like, I mean, you can, but if you're, unless you're willing to train through them. So that's kind of the difference. Like, I don't know how these people, some people who race every weekend, um, like typically I have taper periods, so they must just train through them. So if you're, if you're racing, some people do their races as they're training and they train through them, then that's a bit different. So it just kind of depends on how you approach the race itself, but going to the well, um, which is completely depleting yourself and like giving it 110%, probably four or five weeks would be the most that I would really recommend racing. Unless you're Chris Rogowski and then every week. Uh, insane. Seven, a hundred milers in a year. I don't, I, I can't even fathom how she recovers from that. It's not right. I don't know. She's another one of these superhuman athletes who just has this remarkable ability to recover. I wonder too, like with her, because she she's one of those ones who only found fitness like four or five years ago. Well, she posted that she only started running a few years ago. Yeah, so maybe just like her body hasn't taken like obviously she has a natural aptitude. Yeah, maybe her body hasn't taken that beating. It could be, like when you look at someone like myself, I've been training running um at a high level since i was 14 so the amount of pounding and years on my body um i just i couldn't take 
I, I couldn't even fathom doing what she's doing. Um, I would just break down. But the general wear and tear on my body is, you know, we're talking 20 years of high level and at the resections of time when it was an insane amount of volume. So it could be because she's new. Um, she obviously has really incredible mechanics. <laughs> Things aren't really breaking down. So I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see um, how she gets through the year here with that type of racing schedule. I'm sure like eventually she'll slow down. One of two things will give out. Either her body will start to give out a bit with, with a little more age or her, her fire will. And Yeah, know, like just this, general burnout. Yeah, yeah. And then Even I, mentally. I mean, I remember I used to play so much hockey. I was, I loved it. You know, I, I was a goalie. I, I would play four or five nights a week. Yeah. And it went on for years, right? Like, I don't know, maybe five years. And then eventually it just ground to a halt. And I was just like, I don't even want to answer the phone. I don't want to go to the rink. I, I just yeah. Complete burnout on it. And hopefully. But at least with sports, they have a season and then they end. Yeah. But you could race year round in what we do. Yeah. And maybe like, the, yes, it's very different races. She's doing, she's doing high rock. She's doing hundred miles. She's doing Spartans. She's doing, I don't know, sprints across the kitchen floor. I have no idea. But she's <laughs> racing very different stuff very often. And maybe that's why she's able to do it. You know, and she's racing them all too. Like I wouldn't say that she holds back in anything. She says she only races at like 80% or 85%. She never goes all out. And that might be something that helps her. Maybe that's why. But on that same token, a Chris that is going 95% would be freaking scary. <laughs> and I think we saw that at High Rocks. I think that was her pushing harder than she'd ever pushed before. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. I mean, um, yeah. So uh, like you said, RX1 was this weekend. Yeah. Out uh, This time, not quite all the way to Montreal. Halfway between Montreal, Montreal and Ottawa as it was a... So they have series. They have a Montreal series. They have an Ottawa series. This was a race that affected both, which is kind of a joint race. So that was kind of cool. And it was uh, it was good. It was good fun, good weather, everything. They had a cowboy thing. I didn't really buy into that myself, the cowboy thing, but they worked hard and it, they did a good mm -hmm. job. They, you know, I can't find fault with any of it. Um, if you didn't like country music, maybe it wasn't your favorite music for racing too. But to be honest, it was very upbeat. It was always upbeat. Yeah. And I didn't notice at all while I was racing so yeah you don't really hear it when you're racing it was just tuned out so it's obviously much more for people watching um basic course layout and it was I liked this course so it was it was a little kind of maybe 100 meter run at the start that went around some barrels and every time every wave my wave included we were all a bit lost <laughs> just like what, what, what? all right we get there. but we got there anyway 100 meters to the rowing machine uh, for the experts uh, was because I can't remember anybody else, but for us was a, so it's likely was either between a thousand to 1500 meter road, depending on the division. After that was a 2k run, probably 70% of it easy trail and 30% on the road. And then you got to a really, really long burpee broad jump. Oh yeah. I'm going to guess about 150 meters. Oh, wow. Um, and from there, they did a heavy dead ball clean, clean walk. So you clean, hold the, head, the dead ball over your head, walk about, I would say, 10 meters 
drop it, reclean it, 10 meters, drop it, reclean it, and then come back about the same thing. Again, about 150 meters. And then following that was roughly a 100 meter tire flip, tires weighing, I'm gonna guess about 250 pounds, some of that for, for, for the level I was doing. Um, so it was either the around 250 or around the regular transport tire, which is about 110, 120 at most. But distance was, was there. And then back off on another 2K run. So you took that same loop and just ran back through it. Mm -hmm. Through there to a sled drag, which was probably about two lengths of, of uh, 25 meters, so 50 meters total, something about that later on, into what uh, Archman seems to finish often with, and then that's like a barbell uh, bar barbell complex. And it was a doozy, it was, but it was a good one. It was six deadlifts, six cleans, six squats, front squats, six push to press overhead and six push-ups five sets of that mm -hmm. and um yeah it was pretty exhausting now and after that I, again it was maybe a little bit 100 meter sprint after that to to get to the finish line which was you know if you're in a tight race that was that was an exciting part it's exciting yeah but um yeah so for me it was going really really well like I came out good. I did my row nice and calm and relaxed and came off the row kind of tied for first, maybe a bit in second, somewhere around there. My, my division went off on the run. Um, Frederick, a little bit of a better runner than me. He pulled away. By the time we got to Burpee Broad Jumps, I'd say he was ahead by well, 25, 30 seconds, somewhere in that neck of the woods. I know when he, when I started my burpees, he was about a quarter of the way across the field. Uh, by the time we finished the burpees, I was, we were side by side. So I caught up that much on the burpees, the dead balls we did side by side. That's exciting. So came <laughs> off there into the tire flip and I pulled away on the tire flip, which is nice because, and I posted last time on the tire flip I did at RX1 was the time I didn't eat two flips in. I was ready to pass out and die. <laughs> I was just, it was the worst I've ever felt in a race. It was just horrible. And I was ready to mail it in. I'm like, I'm not. I can't go anymore. This one, two flips, and I, I mentally noted it. I'm like, I feel freaking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so I flipped them all, come back, and I pulled, I'm going to say, 10, 15 second lead out of there. We ran back, and um, he caught up probably, I'm going to say, 500 meters, maybe maybe 750 into the run back. And we're going down a little hill. We were actually running side by side for a bit. Just, you know, not, it wasn't, we weren't racing, we were pacing, right? Mm -hmm. And then we went down a hill and I felt a little clink in one knee and I'm like, all right, I know eventually he's going to pull away from me on this. So I'm just going to back off a little bit because that one scared me a little bit. Nothing bad happened, I'm okay. But I'm like, that was a little scary. I'm just going to back off and not push it and save it for where I'm going to need it. And he pulled away good from there. And that was really, he, he got out of sight. And he, he, I, think when, I think when he saw I backed off, I think maybe he put the hammer down a bit. So yeah. that was gone. But originally my goal in this place was not to win anyway, because I knew he, he especially, this is more his game than me. I'm, I'm still new to this, this particular thing. There was the guy in third that I was focused on. Uh, Benoit Brisset, nice guy. He's a CrossFit coach. And um, he's really good on the barbells. He's the guy that passed me at the end in the last race. Mm -hmm. And uh, so 
big lead on him, doing really well. Cruising along, get to the sled pull. He is nowhere in sight. I have no idea where he is. And pull the sled once, pull the sled twice. And uh, by this time he has come in and I said to volunteer, you know, because I didn't ask before or ask anybody how many times I'm supposed to pull the sled, right? And so I kind of looked at the volunteer. I said, what do we do? She said something in French. And like, oh, I don't speak French Can you, in English. And she said, take it back, take it back. So I went back, pulled the rope back across, pulled the sled back again. And I thought I was done. And then the other volunteer on that side said, no, you got to go back the other way. And I'm like, there's no way I've seen other people here. Nobody's done this much. Yeah. And I said, I said, no, I said, they've gone. That, that can't be right. She's like, you got to do it twice. I'm like, I've done it three times. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, three times. And then so she turns to the referee and she talks to the main referee. And, you know, this whole process takes about another 30 seconds. She turns back oh, to her. She's like, go, 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 go. I'm like, so I get to the bar. So I lost probably a minute to a minute and a half of the mm -hmm. lead I had built. And I uh, got to the barbell Collins last, of course. So on the last round, uh, he passed me right near the end of the last round. And got, and so he got second again and I got there. But in my mind, I know that I had accomplished what I do. I did the race plan I wanted to set out and had more in me as well. So I just, you know, and still uh, barbell skills are improving. <laughs> getting better by leaps and bounds but still ways to go and i do know that i have it in me to definitely you know beat benoit i could i could very also be beat by benoit but yeah. i have it in me to beat him and i look forward to racing him again he's a really good guy and uh, really enjoy a little back and forth it's definitely where strengths are you know two opposing strengths and that's good and eventually yeah. i'm gonna catch that frederick guy too <laughs> yeah i think well, and this speaks to sometimes with these hybrid races, one of the hardest parts is knowing what to do next and your reps and how far and because that's kind of the confusing thing. And I mean, when I did high rocks, I messed up the order and it, this layout was funny, but you kind of get in the zone and you're just pushing, pushing and you kind of lose focus on what you're doing. And sometimes with these races, that's part of the battle. But RX1, because the race changes all the time, um, you have to be even more in tune to what's going on. And the thing is, like, when I talk to some people, and I don't want anyone, especially RX1 and the volunteers, I am not blaming those volunteers. This mm -hmm. is totally on me because I didn't ask beforehand, before the race started. I didn't ask. I didn't research. Yeah. I didn't pay enough attention as to how many times that should be done. I should have known that. Right. And that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, ultimately, the onus is always on the athlete. Yeah, totally. Well, there's times, like, I mean, for example, back at High Rocks, when Hunter and Kent had done one too few um, laps on, I think it was their burpee broad jumps. And the, 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 the judge told them to go. So yeah. in, in that case, I don't blame them because they were specifically told go. And they don't know in that case how far the measurement is, right? They don't know how, you know, so. Some well, cases, or they could have found it out before and figured out possibly possibly but it's a difficult argument to have when the judge says go you're done right say, no, and again, you're in race mind and yeah. like you could it's so easy to miscount things too even yeah. if you knew you were supposed to do four and they said go and you had done three many i've just been like well maybe i did do four yeah, i don't know i have no idea yeah and i mean race race all the time, so 
but yeah, this, this particular one was on me for not being prepared properly and for just, you know, not paying enough attention. And yeah, there was a language barrier true, but again, if I had prepared properly, it wouldn't have been an issue whatsoever. So volunteers and RX1 totally on me, not on you. And, uh, I won't make that mistake again. So how long did this one take you total time? One hour and eight seconds. Okay. So like kind of in the range of last one, just a little bit longer. Yeah. I think most of them are, you're going to be in that. I mean, some will be a little bit longer. The finale last time was a little bit longer, but I think most of them you're going to be between that, say, let's say on average between 45 to an hour, hour and 10. And again, depending on your level, right? Yeah. Because I mean, some people are going to be two hours. Some people might be 35. I didn't see any of that, but you know, yeah. the one that you went to though, there were some people who, who cracked 40, right? Yeah. Yeah. And depending, like I know, like in the intermediate, for example, if I had run intermediate, I probably, I probably could have been, you know, maybe 50-ish or, or I don't know, 50-ish, but you know, 52, something along that lines, right? Mm. Weights were much lighter and stuff like that. And definitely the sled, the sled was, our sled, like you could see our guys, we were, we were struggling hard. It was a heavy sled. And then the intermediate guys, they were like, wow, just flying. Away. So there's <laughs> a big difference on that one. Mm -hmm. But what I do believe, and this is something that will change in my training is what I need to do, because like I said, the barbell stuff is work on, but what I need to do is barbells, the barbell complexes and stuff fatigued. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to be able to go out there and crank out, you know, the five sets or the whatever, when you're fresh and when you've rested and all that stuff. But it's another one after you've been pushing for 40 minutes to come out and try to crank out that same thing, even on a lightweight. So that's yeah. something that has to change. I mean, I've been still, still need to, you still need to work on your technique and your form and everything slowly and properly, but you also have to practice it in that fatigue manner. So that's something that I have to add for me and get that going more often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's two races now where there's been a barbell complex right before the finish line. And even, yeah, there's always, they, they seem to set it up that predominantly you're going to have, the run is either going to be right at the beginning or spread throughout the middle. I've never seen one where the run is at the end. And it just seems like at the end, whether it's a, a barbell complex, which has been two in a row that I've seen that, or even last year at the finals, it was still, there was still a barbell involved near the end. And it was just a very much a functional fitness finish. So yeah, it, it seems that's the way they like to finish. And it's cool. I enjoy it. That's good. It just uh, shows that you need to be able to maybe do some simulations where you're giving it, you're all getting tired on a run, doing yeah. some aggressive cardio, and then going into some heavy like Metcon lift yeah so that will be on the agenda and by luck and happenstance i enjoy that <laughs> um what else do we have oh and of course road trips are still the way to go a great time on the road trip <laughs> it is a nice campground john and sue how you doing um <laughs> great campground which was three minutes from the venue wow I mean, you actually, it was, we actually took it. It was one kilometer. You could have just walked it, walked it or, you know, done your warm up run there. Yeah. But, um, but we didn't, we drove and paid 20 for VIP parking because that's <laughs> a goal. <laughs> it 
it's nice to have a station. Car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something to put all your gear in and stuff. And we did have the dog too. So that, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how that affected it. Yeah, it was uh, it was another good RX one race and uh, and another podium finish, which is great. I'm gonna keep it up. It just yeah. wasn't wasn't the one I wanted. <laughs> Not the right color yet. It's, I, th- I believe I won rose gold <laughs> because the, the medals I think look rose gold, so they're like gold, pewter, and rose gold. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know what? What's what's next for you here? I'm thinking uh, Mount Tremblant. Mount Tremblant, and you're ready to go, and we're gonna you're gonna be there. Yes, uh, for sure. I'm excited to run on that mountain. I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah, me neither. And the last time I was there was the dead of winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was skiing. Yeah. <laughs> I, should be good. I think it's going to be, like, judging from what they did with Calabogie, which they did a great job on, I think it's going to be yeah. like, one of the most beautiful races they've ever set up. Yeah, I agree. I'm hoping for a, a strong field turnout. I'd like to see a really good competition. And anytime you're in Quebec, you know you're going to get, you're going to get some mm-hmm. people you never heard of show up that are absolute beasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And just crush it. So it'll be good. Great to see. And that's coming up mm-hmm. pretty soon. What is that? Two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, and it's a beast on the Saturday, so. So that's a that's, long one, and it'll be a lot of elevation, too. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting a, a long race this time. I'm, I'm still remembering um, and having some flashbacks, PTSD to Owl's Head, which was the longest super I've ever done. Um, we were two hours and 35 minutes for, a, for 14K, and that was the podium girls. And, uh, yeah, so Mount Tremblant is a big mountain too. So putting a beast on a big mountain, I'm expecting a long race. Awesome. Well, I think now we got to get to our guest and we do this, uh, I'll give you a little, uh, entry here that we have, uh, with us, uh, from DECA fame, Spartan fame, Yancey Culp, lots been going on and he's got a lot he wants to talk about and clear the air. So without further ado, Yancey Culp. What's up, you rock stars? Look, look, look. I like it. Where did, <laughs> where did you... Uh, where, remind me where you earned your mark, brother. That would be Horse's Head or Horse's... Horse oh, head. J- Journey. New Journey, yeah. 333. Man, I just launched uh, an eight mi- and a six-minute video that they put together from their recent uh, recent event. Yeah, they did a mile, um, and we couldn't we couldn't make it to the mile because we had another race that same day. So, and uh, we'll get down to the mile. I think there's one going on. Oh my god, it's it's somewhere in Nashville, I think. Um, and that'll be in like September, I think. Um, so that was but, a strong. Or your shirts from a, a strong. Strong, yeah, yeah, yeah. Refresh my memory, brother. What was your time? <sighs> Wasn't as good as I wanted. It was a fifteen fifty two. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to be sub 15, but I, you know, what got me was the tank. I had never used one before. Okay. So yeah. going there, I had never used a Ram before. I had never used a skier before, and I'd never touched one of those tanks before. So, <laughs> so I, would, I know from experience, if, if you go sub 16 as a, as a male yeah, first time for the very specific reasons you say, 
you can't do that without being very fit. It's just you find yourself getting a little more efficient with a few of the the zones. Yeah, especially like I said, I mean, the one thing I I killed the bike. I did really well on the bike, and I I have one at home, so I, I practice on it, right? But yeah, that tank thing, I I didn't push hard enough. You know, like I got I just I don't know. It's it, it man, it's a it's, a, it's, it's like to, a it's a unique piece of equipment to get used to uh, the harder you push obviously the faster it'll yeah. go but you're gonna spike anaerobic and you like you could take i mean hunter mcintyre and ryan can't they can't run with that sled no. you you can push fast with it it's one of those things where it's okay is it worth buying 20 seconds how am i gonna do yeah. you know with deck is strong when you know that all you have is the burpees yeah maybe you dive in and attack go buy that 20 seconds deck of fit how much is that going to hurt that last 500 meter run yeah um, and are you going to lose it on the, on the 500 meter run on the burpee so it's it's a it's kind of a balancing act and i've said to people i said what it is is like you'll put in 50 percent more effort and you will get 20 percent more result oh yeah you know what i mean so you have to kind of gauge that thing and i was piss poor at gauging that level so, so i ended up just going too slow and yeah, like it was crazy. I, but where I say like the bike, the bike was actually my fastest. Of that's the, impressive. It makes sense that you have a bike at home. Yeah, so people I mean, that do was, not have a bike at home, that bike kicks their ass. Yeah, like I was faster on the bike than I was on the skier or on the roller. Which so have you competed yet, Bethany? Not yet. I'm July thirtieth in Chicago. Wonderful. Oh my gosh, that's right. And we're gonna do teams as well, right? Yeah, I'm gonna do a doubles. I'm gonna be totally honest with you here there was i have an event that weekend that had been on the calendar for more than an hour and it was going to be the only deck of fit that i missed this year and i'm not going to say it's not it's not the only reason but i the, the fact that you guys were coming <laughs> i literally changed my schedule i'm going to fly into chicago saturday morning at 2 a.m <laughs> and i will leave saturday night at about 8 or 9 p.m so i will be there for the entire deck of fit because I, I knew there were going to be a lot of people that just never stepped in the arena before and i knew you were going to be going fast and mm -hmm. i'm bringing in my childhood friend to do doubles with me so stinking fun i'm telling you yeah. there's so a million different that. strategies and yeah. we've seen them all it is so be prepared every single high level elite says this i'm not exaggerating the moment they finish like oh my gosh, that was twice as hard as the individual race because you are, it's like this zone five red line roller coaster ride where you're just, you know, over and over and over again, you're going as hard as you can go and then you get this little short break and then you're dropping the hammer again. They lay there for five minutes completely <laughs> wrecked after teams and you don't see that after individual, they're wrecked, but you just don't see it quite as bad as after teams. Mm -hmm. So. Are you finding most people with the teams, are they splitting like someone does the stations and someone does the running? It really, truly depends on your team strategy. Like, let's say Dave and I, I mean, let's say I pick, you know, I got Matt Frazier as my teammate. I'm going to do all the running and let him do most of the zones. Oh. We have to do that for, or let's say you had like Matt Centrowitz, the dream team, Matt Centrowitz and Rich Froning, something like that. Yeah. You know, Matt, Rich Froning and Centrowitz do the first 500 meter run together. And then Froning tackles all the zones while Centrowitz tackles all the runs. And then they do the last 500 together. You know, the, the record time for men is Derek York and Victor Casada. Those are two pretty similar, yeah. well-balanced athletes. They divided everything. 
And I've seen enough teams do it both ways to think it's literally a coin toss. You know, like, um, let's say Alex Walker and Chris Roglowski went together. They would split it up 50-50. Mm -hmm. If, you know, a face standing and some badass CrossFit athlete went together, they would kind of do it like Central Witch and Froning would do. Um, but but the, the fact that you have that first and last 500 where they have to do it together, it definitely throws a little bit of strategy. You'll see um, some real cool strategy that we see like, and I'll give you a little pro tip here. Um, you want your best runner. Like, let's say you're going to divide up the tank. You take the first 50 and then your partner takes the last 250. You want the best runner to take the last 250 or the last two, three, 400 meters because they're going to be gassed, but they're the best runner. So that run will be evenly paced that, you know, the other runner can go really hard and probably keep up with you. You going as hard as you can go because you're going to be more gassed. All, they're learning little strategies like that. There's there's uh, little nooks and crannies everywhere to, uh, to to work the strategy. Like zone six, you're talking about, I mean, the, the person is tackling zone six fresh. I mean, so they're dropping like a 40-second farmer's carry. Your rest is over like that as the runner. So if you're going to run, if you came in and then the farmer's carry person does it all by themselves, if you're planning on doing the next run, I mean, those two 500s that book in that 600 uh, zone six are tough. 40 seconds is not very long, <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, it's been fun to watch. And it's so, you know, put this into perspective. Ryan Kent has the world record about 29.32. Victor and Derek did it in 26. So just think how fast that looks visually. And the girls have gone, you know, Bridget and Alex hold the record for females and they went like 29. I mean, they're going faster than Ryan Kent is going. It's, so it's just stupid fast and fun to watch. And, and there's something about seeing those relay handoffs. It just takes you back to a high school sprint relay or mile relay, which is kind of cool. So that's the time I'm going for, 29? Um, for the yeah, doubles. Bridget and Alex hold the record at uh, 29. Johnny Mares and Chris Roglowski hold the co-ed record at 29 also. I think a little faster than the female time. And then... Victor and Derek hold the male record. All right, all right. Yeah, Nancy, I got I got a Canadian beer versus an American beer on Bethany and her partner beating that twenty nine. So you're tell, give me a little background on your partner, a little bit <laughs> a little fitness background here. So Lanny Marchant went to the twenty sixteen Olympics in both the marathon and the ten thousand. Oh, she also just, this is awesome. He won the OCR Stars Mile on a training run. Okay, so there's a 10k PB of 31.46, and you're kind of like a Derek and Victor type, yeah, Alex Chris type athlete, well-rounded. So my mm -hmm. gut tells me that you you're probably going to lean towards letting her handle a little more of the running. Yep. You maybe you divide a couple of those 500 meters up strategically where she takes a lap, you take a lap. Maybe you're 70 percent zone work. Yeah. She might take a little bit of it because she's fresh. You guys could, that's, that's going to be fun to watch. Fun, yeah. fun, fun to watch. It's not like she's going to be bad in, in most of the zones. She may yeah. not be as good as you in the zones. Yeah, yeah. I don't we train together yeah. often when she comes into town and she jumps into my workouts too and she has a lot of fun with it. But yeah, her running, she's still at a very high level right now. And that's a, you know, that makes a, somebody like that when they're doing repeats fresh, you know, I'll use Ryan Howerholzer did it with her husband in NorCal. 
Ryan was a world-class 400 meter hurdler in Kansas state. I mean, she was amazing. Her husband, amazing athlete. He just wasn't at her type level watching her run those 500 meter repeats or in some cases 250 and then handing off fresh was like, it's like out of this world. When you see a world-class athlete, like your partner runner running when they're fresh at those short of distances, not that a 250 or 500 is short, but it's insanely fast, especially on concrete where you're not losing yeah. any energy. They're just, it's like gazelles in the Decker <laughs> arena when you're watching that. So it's, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm glad you be there. <laughs> I'm going to live stream that one on Instagram. I will follow them through the whole thing. And uh, as well with Yancey's uh, okay, I will be. It's done. Instagram yeah, I know a guy. I know a guy. Pro men and women. <laughs> so. you're, you're good. Yeah. We're going to get that all live, which will be really nice because we can watch it all firsthand. Um, awesome. All right. Before we move on to some other stuff, Yancey, let's yeah. take care of the ugly shit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we've had some stuff go on recently. Um, there's been, there was a complaint online that one of the affiliates and maybe some other affiliates were not paid their um, race entry fees uh, at that 30 day marker. I just, and I'll just let you go from there and just explain the situation and what's happening. Yeah. The exact thing that they're specifically talking, talking about is, is what we call a rev share. When we, when we built DECA, you know, crazy as everybody thought we were, we, we built the whole thing during COVID when most people were just trying to keep their lights on and we, we, we wanted to build the affiliate program in a way to where we were really able to give back to the, to the affiliates. So as you guys and girl, gals know, we, you know, we've had 400 plus events inside brick and mortar facilities, facilities that we call bolt us on as an affiliate. And that allows them to put on DECA strong, DECA miles, DECA strong, DECA mile teams and participate in our challenges and our DECA training system and all this stuff. And, they pay us a uh, $129 uh, affiliate fee. And, and when they stand up in an event, like, like what the, the conversation was like on, on, on ORM, um, let's say I'll, I'll paint some easy numbers so it makes for su super simple math. Let's say you guys have an event, you guys have bolted this on, you have an event at your gym and 100 people come. Most gyms charge $39 a pop. That's kind of the standard. You can charge a little more. Sometimes upper middle class neighborhoods are charge a little more. It's normally $39. So on that day, we're going we're gonna to generate gross revenue of $3,900. So what we do, that gym, two or three months prior, maybe a month and a half, two months prior, they said, hey, we want the event on this day. We stand up the online registration, uh, the online check-in, provide marketing assets, and we'll send out T-shirts and medals and the trifecta wedges and all that stuff. And then on game day, they have their, their Spartan DECA event. And then what we try really hard to do, and, and this is where we've failed uh, a few times, is within 30 days, we cut them that check for 75%. And when you look at it on paper, it's like, man, 75%. Yeah. We basically, basically created it to where we were going to try to make just enough to kind of cover all the stuff we do and the shipping and the metals and the t-shirts and the wedges. You, you want to make sure you're at least barely covering your cost. And then we give them 75%. So in this case, rough math off the top of my head, that I think 2950, so almost three grand, we cut them a check. So we've had 400 events. We've paid out probably 800,000 plus dollars. And that's a conservative number, probably closer to a million because the deck of miles, they normally charge 49. Um, and we're normally on time. But you know what? The way I like to look at it is I could, it could be a relationship. It could be at business, at work or whatever you do in life. You could do 500 things good. When you screw up, you screw up and you deserve 
you know, if you get called out on it and even if you get freaking thrown out and thrown out to, you know, to dry in the back pasture and get taken behind the woodshed and beat up a little bit. Hey, that's, that's what you get. It doesn't matter. You can't sit there and say, well, we, you know, we've done all this great stuff. We screwed up. We, there have been times when we have not met that 30 day mark. Um, so really and truly, you know, we've, we love what we're doing and what we've been able to provide to approximately 160 affiliates now. And we're growing every week, but man, <clears throat> we've, we've stumbled and, and, and fallen flat on our face before there's been times because of shipping nightmares. I don't even want to, you guys can only imagine where you, you know, imagine having 14, we had 14 events last weekend and it was shipping, you know, you've, you, you thought everything, you thought your deck of strong deck shirts and wedges and medals were going to get here in May. And they get here in some cases one week prior. And then you're, you're overnighting stuff to where those 14 events have their stuff. There's even been a few cases where we had to go back and we're still playing catch up in a few cases where we had to mail out to those hundred people, their t-shirts, medals, and wedges. So it's, it's, it's been tough with, with COVID and, and the shipping issues and just trying to turn the lights back on with, with Spartan. There's been plenty of times where we've fallen flat on our face. And, and in this case, yeah, it's 30 days and they've not gotten their check. And really and truly, like I said, you know, we, we have so much support from our affiliates and, but, but if, when one of them gets upset, cause they haven't been paid in 30 days and that's what we say we want to do. Listen, we got to own up to that. And there's been, there's been several times when that's exactly what's happened. And, and I, I, I think the way I explained it the other day on, on social was like, you know what I say all the time. We were maniacally focused on creating DECA to where it's truly your brand. We try to give you so much freedom to, to, to do anything you want to with it. And, and man, it's been amazing watching how they, what some of the affiliates of the cool stuff they've done with it. So you're on our team and we're on your team. We're on a team together. And when we fail you, it's, we've failed the freaking team. It's like the guy, I didn't get the block. You know, if, if everybody gets a block, the run goes for a touchdown. We freaking missed our block and the running back got effing depleted. And, and that's what it was. We, bad, bad teammate. And, and they are on our team. And, and I love what we've been able to do as a team, but, but we freaking screw up sometimes. In this case, we flat out screwed up. And we, we still have a, a handful, probably four or five right now that we're, we're getting caught up on. Probably right now, we're probably on a pay cycle. It's, it's, it's like five to six weeks. So we're going to have another week or two where we have a few more. And um, so it's about as straight as I can, I can put it out there, brother. And does this kind of come down to like, and, and in a way, I've, I mean, I've, I've mentioned this before. I thought Spartan is an, an entity in general. So that be including deck. And this is something that you do that I not seen them do before is they should have been very upfront and honest right after COVID saying, Hey, you know, we're rebounding, be patient, wait, you know, some things are going to take a while. Some things are going to be different. They got hit as hard as everybody. Everybody knows like, you know, we all got hit by it. People had to stay home. Everybody's cash flow was short. And you knew with Spartan having to give out, you know, uh, free registrations for races that were canceled, all this stuff, that that means that was money in 2022 and 2021 mm -hmm. that wasn't going to be coming in. Yeah. So, I mean, but what I, and that was my critique of them was that they didn't come out and say, hey, listen, this is going to be a hard year for us. This is going to be rough stick with us, hold tight, and, and here's how it's going to be. I mean, we heard the controversy with the paying athletes. This has come up, and now what I do like to see is that you have 
come out publicly, which is really ballsy to do and not not easy in the least, and said, hey, you know, we fucked up, we dropped the ball, we're going to do our best to make it right. And that was my one critique. And I and I'm glad to see that you're in front of it, that you're, you're you know, you're 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 showing a willingness to work with everybody and trying to be upfront and honest. And I think the one question, like, I mean, some people would ask why, and I think I've answered why, but is, does that seem, is that what's happened likely? I'm going to be as transparent as possible. And I, I, um, the one positive, there's a lot of positives, but one positive that I really like is almost to a fault. Joe, Joe will, will be as transparent as he can possibly be. And almost, too transparent sometimes. Um, and no, there really is no such thing. 100% transparency is where we should always be. And um, I'm going to I'm gonna paint the picture because I have, you know, the opportunity to kind of know how it looked behind the scenes. Um, I was in Orlando, st- stayed at Joe's place uh, a couple nights and, and we, were, we were at dinner and, and he said, you know, the one thing that was unique that I just don't think we really thought about you just you couldn't quite gauge the true impact of it. He said, Yancey, if if COVID would have hit this hard in 2011 and coming out of it, I needed to turn on seven races. Piece of freaking cake. And when you, when you, when you look so you look at the analytics of that, you know, give or take four to five thousand people at a race, you, you're now you're at a break even point. 2018, 19. We know there's a lot of races where 8,000 plus would be there on a weekend, or even a Saturday. In some cases, the weekend, you know, you're going to have 8,000 plus. Um, so then you turn now, now you're looking at 2022 and you're like, we got to turn on 70 races. And during COVID for the almost two years, just to be able to keep the lights on, approximately 75% of the people were on a, a, a furlough. And rightfully so, just like the three of us, if we're on furlough, we, we're going to go try to find something. And then you, bam, snap the fingers. Let's try to turn the races back on. And now you can't just say, hey, snap our fingers again, all 75%. Come back. Come back today. Departments were, and I, I don't want to sugarcoat it all. It's like departments were in disarray. And, and that's that's really and truly a good word for it. Like in, in good people, really good people trying to keep you know, departments semi-floating and you're turning everything on and it's, it was, uh, and now you're like, well, the races are turned back on, but you look at, we still got 20% of people wearing masks. Heck, I was up in Chicago and hell, half the city was in masks still. And just people, there's, there's a percentage of the country, if it's US or Canada, it's like, I'm not into the crowds yet. So 4,500 people are coming to the race. It looks like a lot to face value, but us three know that, man, that's a big difference from 8,000 as far as revenue. So you're, you know, you have five or 10 of your races are breaking even and you're trying to get your staff built back up to where it's, it's manageable. I'm going to be, I may even get whipped a little bit tomorrow, beat up a little bit or whenever this comes out, but it's a bloody freaking miracle. And I will say this right now, nine out of 10 people love or hate Joe, nine out of 10 people that would have been in his position, the lights would still not be on. No way. I'm telling you right now, wouldn't exist. It was two years of brutal. And, and at the end of the day, I'm not kissing ass here. I just, I'm just being factual. At the end of the day, the man just wants to serve freaking people that, are, that need to be served with fitness. And if it was just him, 
he'd give freaking everything away. If he could, he'd give everything away. But I, I, most people couldn't have kept the lights on. It wouldn't have been, it was, it was his two-year death race. It was his two-year death race to keep the lights on. And, you know, we're in a lot better place today than we were four, six months ago. We're in a lot better place than we were a month ago, but it's still tough. And um, getting it, sometimes you're like, well, why wasn't this being done or that being done? Is like, dude, there wasn't a department to get it done. Yeah. And, and it's like, where do we, like 17 things need to happen with this $1, what do we do with it? Now, where, what, what we, um, tr the, the, the tightrope we tried to walk with DECA is trying to be as independent as possible with as much as we possibly could as we were trying to build our little brand and our tiny department. Um, like we're like six people total, the whole <laughs> freaking brand is six people. Um, and we've had, we've had our, our obstacles we had to get over there. So, but as we got a little bigger, trying to become more and more independent so we could truly manage that, like, you know, everything's going into one account and it's like, you know, you literally have to kind of get it all, you know, everything educated on the fact that, hey, this, this entity is a little different. This is an affiliate over here. We're going to put them at one tier higher than this other vendor sometimes. It's like, you got to try to create a little, some, a few tiers to say, we got to, they're paying us and let's try to manage this. Let's, you know, I know we say 30 days, let, let's look at 30 days as total failure. Let's try to get down to like two to three weeks and then we can really, so man, it, it's a lot to juggle and we've fallen flat on our face um, many times, but, but you know what, at the, at the end of the day, it's, I, you know, every time I step into a, an event and what our affiliates have done, when you look at, say, when we, we, when you say we've done well over 400 events and tens of thousands of people have been tested and 99% of people find the finish line. 99% of those people have found the finish lines inside brick and mortar gyms, club studios, and boxes. You know, we've had six, seven, eight deck of fits, 500 to a thousand people, each one of those. That's a minute. That's peanuts compared to like, we just had 14 events, 50 to 120 people come to every one of those it's magic. What's happened. Um, so I'm proud of what we've, we've been able to accomplish. But again, I always tell our staff and they're, they're amazing. You have to, in all walks of life, if, if you're if you're in any type of management role or leadership role, you never expect people to take their shoes off and put yours on, but you must be able to put their shoes on and see things exactly how they see them. That that's an independent business, and some of them, you know, some put on an event and they just lean in on everything we provide, but some will hire a DJ. You know, they don't look at it as revenue that they're going to mailbox money. They look at it as, man, we're going to get a check for $29.50. Let's take half of that and do some cool stuff with it. And then they get their check for $29.50 and now they're in the clear. So when that check doesn't get there in 30 days, man, I get it. I, I, I put their shoes on and I, I'm, that's why it crushes me. And we're push, push, push to make it happen. And you're on the phone with AMP all the time because I understand what they're dealing with. They are putting on amazing events. We make them look good. And then at the same time, they make us look really good. And we become that strong team. And, and we've just failed them sometimes. So that's the long and the short of it. Um, the one question that, you know, so then would lead people to have a, so as a brand, as a race, DECA is still healthy and growing and we can look forward to more of them in the future. Mm. Absolutely, man. We are, um, you know, there's, when I say Spartan as a whole, 
in deck as a whole, we, we look better than we did a month ago where we look where we are now, where we're best position we've been in um, and way better than we were six months ago. Man, it is, um, I can tell you that we, we add new affiliates every single week. Every two weeks, we have an onboarding call um, where we might have anywhere from, you know, we're, we're averaging about 14 to 15 new affiliates every month consistently. And that used to be like five, six, seven. Um, we are, um, there's, there's 19,000 uh, towns, small, small towns slash small cities in the United States of America that are 15,000 people or under we're starting to see those you know in major markets we've got a lot of affiliates i mean there's 40 in the northeast uh big cities there's three four five plus ten plus in certain cases we're really starting to see traction in those you know no canada's canada's the same way you look out in suburbia and there's and you get out further than suburbia there's all these little small towns and they normally have one maybe two gyms in there and when that gym like little yokum texas or tracy california has an affiliate you know, in Austin, every weekend, there's 27 things for me to decide what I want to do. When Yoakum, Texas has a DECA, that's the only thing there is to do. And that's like the, the gym is packed and 80 of their affiliate members come and 20 non-members come. And it's it's a celebration. And so we're seeing some fun traction there. And uh, DECA is on, on, on solid ground. And I'm, uh, you know, to, to, to drive that point home, we just had a big meeting on our 2023. You know, you start looking at your map to plan out 2023, how many DECA fits you're going to have. You know, we'll probably have four to 400 and something deck of strong and deck of miles alone this year. And you look at a give or take three to four, three. So we're going to be somewhere this time next year in between three to 500 affiliates with the same type of scaling. Each gym has anywhere from three to four events a year. You know, you do the math, that's that's over a thousand deck of strong and deck of miles. For every one deck of mile, we have three deck of strongs. It's kind of how things trend um, now. Uh, we're getting ready to officially launch. Deca strong team and Deca mile team leaderboards. Where let's say your gym stands up an event, first three or four hours is Deca strong or Deca mile individual, and then you're able to come like you and Bethany are tackling Deca strong as a team or Deca mile as a team. Where it's an official leaderboard, just like those current leaderboards, not some leaderboard we stand up for one week or one month. It's a long term leaderboard that will live on and live on forever. So a lot of really cool things. We try to be careful about launching too much new stuff and try to get really good at what we do. And when you're, and to be honest, when you're, when you're taking more than 30 days sometimes, or you're, you're messing up on getting your t-shirts and medals and all that stuff, you're, you're not, you know, you got to be careful. Don't launch too much stuff to where your little team of six or seven gets overwhelmed and it pulls away from the things you've got to be maniacally focused on to be, to be good at. But we are, man, we're, we're, we're continuing to scale, um, you know, just, just really being trans, uh, transparent on the financials. We're just two years old and we are almost to a point. And, and if you know business, this is almost impossible. We're almost to a point where we are completely flush and we're, we're, we're now profitable. You know, we're, we're not quite there yet, but to be there in less than two years, we're extremely, extremely happy, um, happy with that. So the, you're saying as a team, team deck a mile are strong. So is that, would that be the same kind of like relay deal or is that like a. Yeah. So let's say it's, let's say it's you and Bethany or, or you and I. And it's simple deck of strong, same reps, meters, cows. We divide and conquer those reps, meters, and cows, however we want to do it. Deck a mile, you know, we might, uh, we might divvy up the 16, 160 meter runs. Um, again, kind of depending on how the type of partner you have. So it just makes for a crazy fast and furious spectator experience and athlete experience at those, at those events. And what happens is it, it allows, you know, we built deck of strong to become the most recognized global 
full body functional fitness test for all levels in the same arena on the same day using the exact same standards, most recognized fitness test. That's what we hope to accomplish in about five years to where like, it's not what's your 40 time, bro. What's your bench max? What's your mile time? What's your marathon time? It's like, what's your deck of strong time? If somebody says that around the water cooler, everybody knows what they're talking about. It's like, Susie, you haven't tested yet. What are you talking about? It was like 37 <laughs> events in, in our city the last year. And, 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 and we want to do that because it truly is our analytics show now that like 99.44% of people that step up the start line, find the finish line. And we're talking about people that are not on a good journey. Do they're overweight, unfit. They're a hot mess sometimes, but guess what? They tested. So we want it to be that. And then Deca miles, this, that little uh, graduated version. But when you can three to four times, you're leaning on that exact test and it never changes. When all of us are, when I'm 70 and you guys are much younger than me still, but you're older than you are now. It's like, wow, this thing's been around for 20 years and millions and millions of people have tested. And it becomes that, you know, like, wow, I remember 15 years ago when I first tested, I'm twice as fast now type thing. And people are talking, their friends coming in. And you know how it is when you, when you find your first finish line, I'm speaking to the choir here, but you, your chances of, of, of having consistency with exercise adherence blows through the roof. You, it just... We know it. Like if I don't keep something on the calendar two or three times a year, I'm going to lose my mind. But I, I get tested. Um, but being able to go back to the exact same thing periodically, freaking game changer. Yeah. I've always liked that concept. Like that benchmark. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, it was funny. I'll be honest. I was hoping somebody would reach out. I wanted to like, you know, I, 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 uh, my good friend, Brian Nunez, idea coach of the year, one of the, arguably one of the greatest coaches, trainers on the planet, fit pros, he calls it service media. And I, you know, I've had a rule. I don't think I had this rule early on. I was just kind of floundering around with social media like everybody else, but I, yeah. I made it a rule that I was going to stay away from the comments unless I had to like the ORM thing. Uh, Matt gave, Matt was very gracious to quickly reach out and say, do you, would you like to put together a, a reply? It's like, absolutely, dude. I appreciate that. Some people just would post it and let a million comments come in and I didn't get, so I appreciated that. It gave me a chance to kind of think through it and, and know that there was going to be a shit ton of comments coming through and going to get beat up a little bit. Um, but I, you know, I, other than that, when I know there's something I need to pay attention to, I, I, I've learned you stay away from the comment section, hundred percent. It's my golden rule. Unless if I'm going to post something or I'm going to comment on something, if it's not meant to serve somebody, I'm not going to do it. And I just know, like, I, you know, I was on a podcast here a long time ago and I said, I kind of look at, so, you know, we've always had social media. Yeah. Back in the day, if you went to the coffee shop, there was just 12 of us sitting around with our white mugs and we were drinking coffee. We were doing social media and, you know, we were a little more inclined to maybe be slightly more gracious with our responses and comments and things because we were right there. And, but I love the fact that it was this chance to be honest and be open with each other. We were a little, the moment we kind of get, it's just me and one other friend, you know, you, you're, you're inclined to start talking about the other 10 and in a negative way. So my rules have always been always, if, if I'm going to say it on social media or I'm going to say it in person, or if I'm going to say it on social media, I should say, if it's not exactly how I would say it to that person, if they were right here in front of me enjoying a cup of coffee with me, then I shouldn't say it the way I'm about to say it on social media. That's kind of my way of, of keeping myself, you know, we, we call it winning the caring game. And if I can't win the caring game, 
with what I'm about to share with you. And that's what Matt gave me the opportunity to do that, to try to win the caring game and, and just really empathize for the several gyms that were, dude, I needed to take my shoes off and put theirs on and say, you listen, don't, don't, I get where they're coming from. They, we didn't get their freaking money to them in 30 days. And that's what we told them we try to do. And that's what we told them we were going to do, not try to do. We told them that's what we were going to do. So, um, I mean, uh, it's, I think it's a good thing. I'm really ensure that the crazy positive brain Yancey glasses always have full Yancey is like, I'm glad it happened because we were able to get, to get some stuff out there. And I mean, heck, I'm able to tell people a little more about what we do. Um, and, and, uh, and we had so many people support us and, and, and I know Jeff, you know, Jeff, Jeff loves DECA. Jeff's the, the owner of, of, of Pinnacle. And I know he loves DECA and I love that he's been able to stand DECA up and put on a lot of great events. And we always get everybody paid. Damn it. We just, we just didn't get, we didn't get him freaking paid in time. And um, he's on the team and he's been a great, uh, he's, he's, he's been a great affiliate. So, so we love Jeff and we love Jeff and anybody else that, that's had any complaints um, about us where, where we've screwed up. They, they've been, they've been warranted. Um, and it won't be the last time we, time we stumble, but, you know, we, uh, as we get bigger, man, you just, you get more and more and you, you know, you're going to get more things. There's, um, and not even from the affiliates, just like, like we had, sometimes it's people you don't even know. I had people in those comments saying they're running a Ponzi scheme. You know, you're just going to have stuff like that. You can't let that stuff. I mean, they, they legitimately said, you know, just, you need to freaking break out the lawyers. They're running a freaking Ponzi scheme over there. And, and you know what? I, 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 I can't get upset with that. I, I think it's a little, a little out in left field, but, but you, you're going to get that kind of stuff. I mean, look at the people that some people loved. They get to a certain level and you're going to, you're going to find people that just all of a sudden hate you. You, you could walk up and give them a million dollars and they're going to find a way to hate you. It just the way, and I'm not, wait, I shouldn't even say that. I don't want people to think that I'm pointing the finger like Jeff, like that. Jeff, Jeff's, Jeff's feedback that he gave us on social media, hundred percent deserved. I just mean some of those comments, man, people go, people go bonkers on social sometimes. So my advice to the listeners, man, is if, if you're if you're doing something and you get beat up a little bit, don't just stay away from the comments unless it's something you really need to address. Um, but mainly, I mean, normally social media can be it's it can be a beautiful thing, and I I think uh, most of us are, are just trying to, uh, to to get something accomplished with it. And you know what, Jeff was at his wit's end, and he decided to go to social media. So listen, it's going to happen sometimes. Yeah, I, I've often felt with the, the social media stuff, very similar to yourself, right? Don't say anything on there that you don't want getting back to that person. It's eventually going to happen. But um, people make comments and they forget, and especially when it's to do with a popular person, a celebrity or whatever, that that person really has a real life. They have maybe kids. They have family that read this. They have feelings and emotions. It really does hit people. And, um, you know, take a little care. Uh, you know, you, you can be honest without being a dick. You can be, you know, you can, sh you can share a, a, a complaint. And I'm not saying that they did this. I'm, I'm speaking in general in other terms, but you can, you can have a complaint and just come across legitimately and honestly, and just say, this is the issue and not go on attack. You do not have to attack. Yeah. Some people don't it, get that. hundred percent. And you know what? And some people just need to just need an ass kicking because they're dicks. Here's the, here's the deal. And I'm sure it's the same in Canada and it's, it's pretty much the same everywhere. Most of our politicians 
from A to Z. I don't care which side you're on. Most of them have an, have an honesty problem, have a transparency problem, have an authenticity problem of just truly like take your shoes off and just wear the shoes of your public and, and just literally try to, to serve them in a way where they're looking to you for leadership, leadership. You do not allow yourself to be swayed and pulled in a way that ever deters your ability and willingness to serve those people. And that means sometimes you got to be brutally honest and tell them exactly what happened. You screwed up. I, I really screwed this up and we let you down. And we told you we were going to do this this way. And I, man, I, we drove that home. We were cheering all about that. We loved that. And we failed you. That's what, that's what needs to happen. We, we, that's what, I mean, I don't have, I don't have it all right. Hell, I don't even, I mean, I just, but I'm going to give you that. And, and that's because that's, you know, it's, it's something that I know I always have that I, I won't screw that up. I'll screw a lot of stuff up, but I'll at least give you that. And I, I wanted to, so that's why I appreciated Matt allowing us to get out in front of it. I appreciate you guys allowing us to have a voice because I think it's important for people to know that, you know, even to people on our side, don't, don't, I shouldn't say our side, but people that are like, I love the support that we got, but don't, you know, nobody needs to be beat up because they called us out on the carpet. That's what they said we did. We did. We freaking did it. And, and it's okay. Um, and, and Jeff and I will, you know, Jeff and I'll probably toast a beer a year or two from now and we, we finally get our shit together consistently. And <laughs> I mean, I'm confident he's going to go on and continue to be a great affiliate and we'll, we'll be a stronger team um, for, for everything that, that, that happened. But, but that's what I, you know, when we say win the caring game at DECA, it's more than just providing a race for somebody that's not on a good fitness journey and loving on them in the arena. That's like 1% of winning the caring game. You got to, you, you're trying to win the caring game from A to Z and, uh, and all of us, I mean, at the end of the day, we, maybe we'll all be a little better from seeing how we, we, all, we, we kind of come together and get all this handled. We, you know, we, 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 we battle, we battle graciously um, versus b being a shit show, man. And we, we see enough of that. We see enough of that with, with, with leaders and, and companies and organizations and our politicians and all the hot mess that, that we see. And, um, we're going to try to win the caring game from A to C, A to Z, my friend. So anyway. So all that aside. Yep. Taken care of. What's coming now? We got worlds coming up. We got more deck of fits coming up. What's, what's the big thing coming in the future? Dude, I am seeing the level of competition and people chasing those top 12 positions is freaking crazy. Matt Stankiewicz, who played, uh, what a cool last name for a, for a college and NFL football player, Matt Stankiewicz. Can you imagine the, the <laughs> shit talking going on <laughs> those offensive line battles? Um, he played for the Penn State Nittany Lions and then the New England Patriots and the Jacksonville Jaguars, 315 pounds. Well, now he's 255 and looks like he's built like a brick shit house, dude. It's, I mean, it's insane. Like picture Hunter McIntyre, 255. That's what you have. He dropped a, uh, I don't know if you saw the post that I made. He, the guy's training like a machine. He set the record for the 5K row, came into the arena at 255 pounds and dropped a low 12 very first time. Kevin Gregory dropped an 11.35 over the weekend, four seconds off of Ryan Corning's uh, record. 
we um i could see the deca strong men's top 12 at world championships having all 12 athletes in the burpee zone zone 10 at the exact same time it's you know i could see six seven people being sub 12 and the other three four five being 12 15 or faster um you're gonna you have you have some amazing females like uh bridget brown coming out of nowhere bridget brown chris roglowski um other athletes like i, I don't know if Faye's gonna try to to jump in i will oh my gosh i'm gonna lean in on you guys get the late breaking you get the breaking news we have not announced this yet i'm gonna give it to you guys since you gave me the voice we are getting remember we had for operational issues we had to pull providence yes north the northeast we are getting ready to stand up a deck of fit at iron peaks it's going to be a real, we're not going to be able to support with the two trailers. So it's not going to have the glitz and the glamour and all the, the, the crazy branding, but it's going to be an officially official course marked off and, and, and officially timed, just like we do judged, like we do in DecaFit. <clears throat> you know, just think athletic cones and a little more rudimentary DecaFit. Um, but it will, it will give the Northeast their opportunity that was taken away from them. Um, we literally have 40 plus affiliates up there. So it's going to be Iron Peaks in New Jersey, right in between New York and Philadelphia. Um, man, I may get my butt kicked for releases, but you guys go ahead and release it. I will, I'll beg for forgiveness later. We had our meeting today. Um, it's going to be August 20th, which was the exact day that Rhode, Rhode Island or Providence was going to be. Um, and it will be, you know, in between Chicago and, and West Palm. So the Northeast and, and some of you Canadians that want a shorter drive, will have your opportunity. It will be on turf. We've found that it turfs a slightly bit, slightly slower. You know, it doesn't beat the body. It was bad, but you lose a little bit of energy. You know, everybody in Denver was a little slower than they were on concrete. Um, it, it's, it's the venue we were able to get though. But what are we drinking there? Huh? Look like, <laughs> what is it? Non-alcoholic. <laughs> oh, I, All right. I was, it made me, I, all of a sudden I was craving a beer. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, so, so, uh, the Northeast will get their, we'll get their deck of fit. We're working on the, um, you know, we're 99% there to be able to officially announce it on our, on our website, but I'm, I'm glad you guys get the, uh, you guys get first dibs. That's, that's, was, your, that's your little present from coach Anthony for having me on. That's spectacular. It's awesome. That actually sounds really good. I was actually just trying to find out how far Iron Peaks New Jersey was from here for us. Yeah. It's not too bad, but, but you really, and truly that's the, back to what I was saying, it, the, man, people are chasing those top 12s. There's, you know, if you're, let's look at it. Let's look at the analytics. If you're top five or six right now in your age group, you're probably safe. But if you're like eight, nine, 10, 11, you're, you're worried. If you're not going to Chicago, you're not going to West Palm. You know, you, you might need to be worried because there's a lot of fast people, a lot of affiliates in Florida, for example, and a lot of fast people up in the Chicago area. Um, so we got people that are like, okay, am I going to, should I, they're calling me saying, Hey, Yancey, or tell me about those, the, the two, you know, two cities and what's going to go on there. Who do you, who knows coming to those? Who's, who's somebody new? Cause like what happened at SoCal, you had Glenn step in there, Chris Wooley, two people that weren't in the top 12. So 11 and 12 were vaporized. They got to find like Jack Bowers now at 13. He got to go find another one. And you know, you knew Chris and Glenn were going to be good, but there's, there's, there could be a Chris and Glenn in Chicago. There could be a Chris and Glenn in West Palm. And, and when you have 15 events every weekend, there's Deca Strong and Deca Mile people popping in all the time. So you've got hundreds of those age groupers that are on that bubble. 
and they're and we we love this. This was all by design. The affiliates benefit from that because people are getting in there and trying to the competitive types are trying to get in there and you know they're training hard at their affiliate gyms or wherever they're training, and then they go try to pinch off another 20, 30 seconds and shave off that, that time and get back up in the top 12. So I'll tell you what, those those two or three weeks when those when those emails start going out, people start signing up and we're going to give them one week, the top 12 one week, and that eighth day roll down emails start going. So there's going to be a rush to get signed up. Uh, and uh, we are looking at possibly Texas next year for, for world champs. We, we like the idea for the center Honestly, we wanted to give it to Northeast this year because they they bought it. They have the most affiliates. We kind of give them a little a little fist bump for having the most uh, affiliates, and it'll be in be in Mini Vegas, you know, New Jersey or Atlantic City. So, kind of a destination, you know, kind of. I, I will back up. I will back up what you said there. So when I first did my deck of strong, I missed a, I missed the top twelve by about fifteen seconds, something in that neck of the woods. I am, and I was in like seventeenth or fifteenth, something along around there. Now I'm in 27th and I'm off by like almost a minute. Right. And that's, right. that's how much it just, and it's been so condensed where it was, you know, it was like a, there was like a 13 on the top and then it was like a 16 on the bottom. There was a giant gap in time. And now that time is lessened by a minute. So now it's a two minute difference from, so by the time yeah. you get around to Atlantic city, it's going to be really tight. You know what I love about that? And this is the old 25 year fitness coach talking, you know, we've seen stuff like that happen at the 5k. 5K comes back to town every year. And he's like, you want to improve your 5K time. I love that. You've seen other, other tests. It could be a triathlon or, or a marathon, whatever, common test. Um, or it could be Murph for that example. People do Murph every year. What I love is that as your deck of strong improves, that you are becoming a well-rounded, better athlete. And the fact that we could have a bunch of friends that are overweight and unfit and we can authentically invite them in. And we mean it. And we put our coaching on. I was like, get your butt in there. You're going to finish it. You're not going to be that fast at first. And they're going to finish it. And when they go to train for that, when you look at how it's designed, it's freaking well-rounded. They're going to nothing high risk, but good, well-rounded fitness. Remember when I told, I can't remember if I ever told you guys, but we were, think, two to 3,000 years ago when it wasn't fitness and exercise. Yeah. It was basic movement for survival. Push, pull, lift, carry, get over a basic obstacle in life get on the ground, get back up, kneel down, stand back up, and three basic forms of transportation have been around for a long time, rowing, skiing, and bike. That's freaking DECA. I ain't got to teach you anything to step in the arena the first time. You're, you can walk inside unseen and conquer it. But to your point, these people are training for it, and you know they, they were 15-something at first, and now they're dropping 13s, low 14s. It's, it's pretty amazing what we see. Sarah Herzlick, 70-something years old doing it in 20 something freaking minutes i mean it, it's like it's like a mid 20 if i if i remember right yeah. it might be like 21 22 if you want to look that up 70 to 74 females the girl is a cyborg she would literally be in the top probably 30 percent of, of tens of thousands of females that have tested and she's 70 and she's she has something to train for so i just love that aspect of it um that, that truly just about everybody has their has their start line when I was in Horseheads, they had a 71-year-old woman go through there. And I believe she was a 29. She did. I think her name was Shannon. Anyway, she did a 29. And I was just enthralled. Impressive. I was amazed. It was fantastic to see her go. So impressive. Um, so, yeah, things are good. Um, and uh, the foundation is strong. And uh, 
one one more apology to uh, anybody and everybody that we have uh, you know that we that we let down. Uh, we we appreciate you all if you if you end up listening to this, any of the ones that have had the issues. If you end up issuing uh, listen to this, we we appreciate you for for, and we can't say this enough. During a time when people trusted us and were actually said, you know what, I'm going to pay them a little bit every month, and I'm going to bolt this on and give this a try. Um, to date, we've we've only had one gym leave us and i i i'm so freaking proud of that we've had one gym leave us um we have gyms club studios and boxes we have huge clubs that have started bolting us on the largest gym franchise in the world anytime fitness they're more like mom and pops but they're, they're still the largest they like 30 of us have bolted us on 30 of them bolted us on 20 30 crossfit boxes have bolted us on couldn't be more proud of that you know why crossfit boxes ocr gyms ninja gyms those types are bolting us on because we improve their optics most people in your communities are scared to death to walk into those places and we improve their optics. We love, we're so proud of that. But back to what I was saying, I, I, we're thankful that gyms like Pinnacle, the one that made the post, that they trusted us and bolted us on and, and many others. And they're, the fact that people are benefiting from us being on the team together, um, we, we love each and every one of them and, and, and we appreciate them. And it's been an amazing collaboration. It's been so much freaking fun doing business with them because when you get into the fitness industry as a fit pro or coach, you don't do it to make millions. You do it because you love serving people. And that's what every good gym, 99% of good gym owners and general managers and fit pros, that's why they got into the business because they wanted to serve people through fitness. It's the greatest drug on the planet. It's the one, it's the one drug that we want to be addicted to. Um, it, it gives us so much in return. And in most cases, it takes good coaches, good gym owners, good general managers managing those facilities. It, they've got to be creative and do good work or, or you'll lose people. And they're doing the hard work every day to get people coming back. And, and, and coming out of COVID, we're seeing more and more people try gym memberships for the first time. And we love being a part of that journey with them. Well, <clears throat> I'm about, about wrapped up, but I do have one more thing. And Bethany just here kind of gave me the idea. We need to set up a, a deck of beer mile because I think that that is a monumental thing and would be huge. <laughs> so wait, wait, so wait, okay. How would we, so you're drinking a beer every lap. I don't think you could do one every, like 10 because that's just- You'd have to do like half a beer. What if you did like, like, like two ounce shots or something like that every, every before every station? Because we, so we would have to, to, to be, to be DECA, we would want to do 10 of something. Yes. Um. So let's see. Oh, I freaking love it already. How many ounces are in a regular beer? Twelve. Okay, it'd be 120 ounces if you. Let's see. Um, we'd have to do. Oh, I mean, regular beer miles four beer, right? So that would be like 48 ounces. 72 ounces, six beers. Oh, man. <laughs> my gears are turning, dude. Well, I'm gonna call Jack. I'm gonna call Jack when I'm done. We're gonna get this worked out. Jack, Jack is killer at the regular beer mile, so he might he might be top of the leaderboard <laughs> on this one. Yeah, um, I mean six ounces times ten. It's sixty. Yeah, there you go. Five beers. I mean, you'd have to have at that yeah. point. You'd have to do cups. Yeah. Um, I think that would be. But what I like about that is it'd be two more beer, a little more aggressive than the old beer mile. We, we take one notch ahead. <laughs> you gotta one up. You gotta one and up. it's the running and the zones. 
that'd be man i'm i'm a little nervous of that myself if i do that right now i'd be nervous and it's more accessible to the to people who maybe are afraid and need to be half drunk to do some fit <laughs> yeah because my deck is on seven you're you're like four beers in but three and a half beers in by seven the deck of gateway that's the murder bike and that's maybe you relax a little bit not so bad what about so. the true beer mile where there's a penalty for puking oh yeah 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 I mean, yeah, so we it's probably gonna they're gonna want to do it out in the parking lot, not in their not in their nice turf floor. Maybe <laughs> yeah. you gotta double the run if you puke for that for that particular station there. This the last two minutes was hundred percent worth the podcast. This is all we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Dave and I'll test it out for you. Oh, all I'm right. terrible at that. I do get destroyed on that beer mile. Oh, I, me too. I'll, I'll do it. You know, true story. I had uh, I got to meet Nick Simmons and uh, Katie Mackey, two of the best freaking short middle distance runners in u.s history and uh, they came down to do the beer mile at the formula one track here in austin oh nice and i mean this is when nick was dropping 143s in the 800 and katie mackie was she's still an amazing athlete she was one of the best middle distance runners in u.s history um and they got their ass handed to them they didn't practice <laughs> for it some guy that was like a 435 miler dropped like a 455 he was yeah. barely <laughs> off of his pr because he's so He's just trains for it. And and Nick was like, Nick at the time could probably drop a four flat. He's from Western London, Ontario. His name's Lewis Kent. Who's this? That's who did that. Oh, are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, I got to, I did, I fist bumped him probably. Didn't realize who I was fist bumping that, that you, you guys know him. Anyway, (laughs) Nick was, Nick was like a four, a four flat miler. He goes like six freaking 30. He was on his deathbed. I could have, <laughs> I could have beat him by a minute and a half that day in the 1600 if I wasn't drinking. It was just so weird to see them get soul crushed. <laughs> and he and Katie Mackey was puking. She, I, she, I, we were working with him for Beatle. She had Beatle tattoos all over. And I'm, I was like in there taking video. I was like, man, I don't want this on video. <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing though. Katie Mackey is salt of the earth amazing human so is so is nick and i'm a track geek probably like i know you are too bethany yeah there could be an nfo the cowboys could be playing but the track meets on i'm watching drag me <laughs> yeah me too no. that's awesome bethany why don't you wind us out yeah thanks so much yancy for coming on uh thank you for your honesty and helping people gain perspective on this situation so thanks so much for everything that you do thank you my friends much love appreciate you having me on